0: Begin this morning with a stubborn point of controversy that is about to get even more contentious the live export trade for calves. Cruel and inhumane, say some, regulated to the highest standards in the world, say others. There will be those who will hear the noise in the background here who will say, "Well, that's an indication that these animals are distressed." What do you say to them? I, I'll give an answer. If you put if you put just four three hundred sucks in this shed here, you put all f- three hundred young lads in together. And they're out there having their dinner, right? Would they not be all talking to each other and shouting and roaring? Calf exporter Seamus Scallon on the programme back in April. Right now, he and everybody else is allowed to transport calves at 14 days of age. But Declan O'Brien, the Farmer's Journal, tells us that the Department of Agriculture has been floating the idea of that limit becoming 28 days old, ahead of possible new rules from Brussels coming in December. So would keeping calves on farms for the first month of their lives allay the concerns of the animal welfare campaigners? Might it actually signal the beginning of the end of live export of calves? If so, what on earth would we do with all of those animals? All questions we're going to be pouring over in a minute, but I want to begin on the farm of DJ Johann and Tim O'League in West Cork to get a feel for how disrupted his dairy operation would be if he had to house calves for a month before they could be exported. His calf shed? A million miles away from the lairage that you just heard. Very peaceful. His calves are as well fed and as comfortable as any you've ever seen. Vigorous suckling at a feeder by a group of three week old calves who are due to be collected later on that day for export to the veal market on the continent. DJ is in the milk business and doesn't see himself as a calf-rearing specialist so it is always a bit of a relief to see them leave the yard. When your transporter comes to take those calves away I'd imagine there's a bit of a sigh
1: of relief. A little there? bit, oh definitely, yeah. Well he'd only take maybe eight or ten at a time but like, there's, 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 it's nice to see him going, yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: There'll be about 160 calves born on this farm this year. Most of them in the space of a few weeks in spring. And making sure that everything is properly fed and bedded adds significantly to DJ's workload.
1: Well they always say hunger's the best sauce of all, so I mean if they're hungry they will suck it. if they're hungry they will they will drink it eventually, obviously of course. it is yeah. a bit of work in it of course, obviously. There's obviously these people specializing it. But um it's like a baby calf. If the baby calf won't drink when he'll get hungry, he will drink.
0: But that's something that you have to monitor its time out of your oh,
1: day. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. The baby calf, the first 24 hours of a, of a baby calf's life, you could spend 20 minutes feeding a single calf. It's, a, it's part of the job. You just have to do it. Multiply
0: by multiply 160 could, across multiply, a year.
1: Exactly, yeah. They could be, in the springtime, you could have five or six cows calving in a day. Every day, in a day. Mm-hmm. They, like, they watch each other, and they, could, they might be five or six calves together then, so you just have to deal with it. These are really, we, we've just half the host in you now at the moment there's only 60. There's only what 25 calves here.
0: And if it had to hold 60 calves for a week longer,
1: we often did because of the weather. Like if the boat if a ferry is cancelled or whatever, right? the calves, the calves just won't move. The calves won't move, so it's it's just it's just hassle more than it is. it is hassle.
0: That must be a ferocious amount of extra labour for you, though, when you're in the middle of calving to have that many calves around for an extra week or so? There's an
1: extra oh definitely is there's no question about it there's an extra half no more evening feeding calves and plus the costs and the labour the straw the bedding the housing. is a big thing like you're, you're overcrowding your, your houses are getting your are getting full
0: I'd imagine pneumonia must be a bit of a worry then as well. Demony,
1: like this house, now we put in a fan into this house five or six years ago. It, it was it was a game changer. Like we can adjust the fan as the, as the as the as the temperature rises in the house, we can turn up the fan as the temperature lowers, we turn it down. But like it's it's housing is vital. Like having housing right.
0: How much are you pay in a bale for your straw now? Uh,
1: about twenty five euros I think for a bale of straw. Yeah. And that was. 12 euros a bale. Okay. So it would be
0: a not inconsiderable additional cost bedding for calves if you did have to keep them longer.
1: Oh, oh definitely, yeah, straw. Like last year, we, last year we had about 300 bales of straw. This year, we, we less than 200 bales of straw got. Straw just wasn't there this year. So again, that could potentially
0: be a bit of a welfare issue if you have to keep calves longer and you can't get that straw, you can't get oh, that bedding for them.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah, because baby calves do consume straw. They do, and it's it's vital to keep them dry and warm. Straw is, is a vital component.
0: Ultimately, DJ says that he would adapt to the labour, the bedding and the cost issues of having the calves around for an extra few weeks, if that's what the law changes to. But back in the kitchen, over a cup of tea, a serious road bump emerges. Obviously, we're not going to know for a few weeks yet what plans the Commission actually have. But let's just say that there is a limit of 28 days before export put on it. What's that going to do to the calves that you're trying to
1: export? It'll be harder for the men to to export them because he has to have them on the, on the farm in, in the continent for uh, 35 days. So he's only seven days to export them, in, which is practically impossible, to be honest about it. Is it really? Because I mean, these guys
0: who do the logistics, certainly for supermarkets, are great at that just-in-time delivery. How is seven days not enough for a, for a two-day journey?
1: He collects it once a week. Probably he, collect, he collects cars once a week. He he didn't have to take it to his own place. Do a layer agenda. There might be cancellation of a boat in the springtime because it's, the weather is weather-dependent on the springtime. Okay, the ferry might so it.
0: we're at kind of two days then?
1: You're at two or three days in. Is it, is it a couple of days? It's an overnight again. We need to go to Ross did to Ross to cross the Sherbrooke. He said it's perfectly impossible to get him across. A seven-day window is perfectly impossible.
0: So might this regulation then mean, unless Ireland gets a derogation, an end to the export of
1: calves? It might end cars going to that market. There's obviously other markets, but it might, it'll make it harder for us to get him across the area, definitely. Yeah.
0: What happens if you're stuck with those cars here then?
1: It makes the life a lot harder. There's no question about it. I, I I don't want to think about it. I don't. Okay, but you might have to. I so. might have to
0: sometime, yes. <laughs> so, so to do that exercise with me now, I mean, how much extra grief are you looking at?
1: Well, I'd have, oh, We'd probably have 40 cares, 40 freezing bull cars that, that are kind of, it's hard to get a home for them, to be honest about it. It would be hard to find a home for them. Like this year there, know the shipping was stopped for a week or 10 days there and Frisian bull calves went for zero in the match Like
0: It does mean that you're going to have to get smart about your breeding choices though, aren't you? No
1: questions about it, yes, yeah. We no questions about it, yeah.
0: You're going to have to go for the pick of the dairy-to-beef animals.
1: Pick of the dairy-to-beef and breed. We breed it as it. Over the last couple number of years, we have bred more and more beef animals, but we haven't used sex semen yet. But I think if this comes in, we will definitely have to use sex semen, and we'll have and we'll to be, if all the rest of you will be, we'll breed to beef animals. In
0: my thanks to DJ Johann and Tim League for putting up with me trotting around the yard asking them questions all morning long. So, if if getting these calves off the island is to become logistically impossible, do we end up having to keep them here? If so, where do we put them? What would we do with all of their emissions? To have a stab at answering these and many other questions, I'm joined by John Enright, General Secretary of the Dairy Farmer representative body, the ICMSA, Ray Doyle, the Livestock and Environmental Manager with the Co-op's representative body, ICOS, and animal welfare activist Caroline Rowley from Ethical Farming Ireland. Caroline, can I start with you, please? Are you, first off, are you reassured by this possibility of no animal younger than a month old being exported?
2: Um, good morning. Um, no, I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pleased by the increase of age to 21 days to move off farm because 10 days old is, is too young for a mart. But um, increasing the export age to 28 days isn't really going to be an improvement. A lot of them are 28 days anyway when they're exported, like the farmer that was just on previously, here's ago at 28 days. Um, at that point in their lives, their immunity is actually at its lowest. So they're still very much at risk. Um, the, or the immunity they had from the mother is worn off and their own immunity hasn't developed yet. And they're still dependent on milk for all their nutritional needs. So whilst they are a bit bigger and stronger than, than 14, 15 days, they're still very vulnerable. So as far as I'm okay. concerned, it's 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 no improvement at all.
0: So welcome, but it doesn't mean that the campaign stops here for you. You are going to continue until no. ultimately what? You get a complete ban on live exports?
2: Um, well, no, I mean, ultimately, yes, that's what I, I would like. But um, obviously, you know, we have to be realistic. And I'd like to see the age raised to eight weeks. At that age, their immunity is fully developed and, and you know, they're weaned. They can they can manage the journey. Um, I know that it would be a big difference. Like, we couldn't just bring that in overnight. Um, you know, it would have to be... Going stages, but you know, if a farmer has the facilities, the infrastructure, and the means to care for the calves for ten days, twenty-one days, you know, another few weeks. I know it's an extra cost, but as they get older, you know, they should they should have more value. Um, and if the age is raised to twenty-eight days, then you know, no exporter is going to want to buy calves at ten days old. So, you know, there, there is there's a lot of changes that are going to have to be made. You know, and also, you know, the other guy who just had on. Um, kind of reference that they might, you know, if we can't export them, we might have to slaughter them. But the slaughter ban's coming in from Board B as Mm. well. So, you know, there's a lot of changes that are are happening and farmers are going to have to be prepared, you know. And like the the guy you had who was talking earlier, sometimes ferries can be cancelled. One of the Stena ferries was out for about two or three months last year. So, you know, farmers need to be prepared for the the, um, unexpected. And we have to remember that, you know, whilst there are a huge number of Calf spawn around the spring season, only around six percent are actually exported. You know, the, the the majority of them are reared here, um, you know, in, integrated into the beef system here. So it can be done. It's just going to take a little time to. Gets you know, systems worked out
0: and what have you. Well, can it be done? Let's bring in some of the other people joining us this morning. Ray Doyle, Livestock Environment Manager with ICOS. Can I get from you, first off, please, a bit of the veal market for dummies? Explain to me, please, why is it that the guys on the continent will only take these animals as old as 35 days?
3: Well, the, the veal industry is is very well established in the continent, but it's it's unique to the continental Europe in, in particular. So, our own tastes for beef and the UK market, we do not, uh, I suppose, have the taste for veal as they do in Holland, Spain, and Italy, which are the main veal producers mm-hmm. and consumers. That we why
0: thirty five days though? What?
3: Well, the thirty five days is 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 a figure that I'm not sure what has the basis for. Because, for example. Uh, the veal units that currently get the calves from Ireland, uh, last year, for example, 70% of calves exported from Ireland for the, destined for the veal units in Holland, their average age was 22 and a half days. So they do not have a particular age requirement. They have a healthy calf requirement. OK, but I thought that they wanted to get
0: the meat for the white veal industry at a point where they could continue to feed it milk replacements and
3: keep the meat white. For that, they want to get the calf as young as they possibly can. However, the EU legislation states the calf must be a minimum of 14 days to be transported. So therefore, they're never going to get a calf younger than 14 days of age. For the white field business, yes, it is important for them to get the calf as early as they can within the legal limits of 14 days. All right. Where they start them then on an intensive diet of of milk-based products. And, and and grains. So would you not necessarily share the fears of DJ Cohan's transporter that if
0: he doesn't get the animals to the guy on the continent at 35 days, that they're not going to want them, that there
3: is going to be a bit of wriggle room there? Well, I think there might be a small bit of confusion is 35 days, but we have another, uh, uh, I suppose, handcuff on export is that the, the TB regulations through the animal health law states that the animals must arrive in the destination farm before they are 42 days of age Otherwise, they need a TB test. So that is uh, the real pinch point for there. Uh, Germany, for example, since the 1st of January, has moved to 28 days for mm-hmm. their calves to move off farm. They supply approximately three to 400,000 veal calves a year to Holland. So those calves are now a minimum of 28 okay. days going up there. Uh, It's not just Germany that's changed, (coughs) excuse me, its uh, direction
0: of travel on this, John Enright. There was a vote in the Dutch Parliament very recently in which 82 of 149 of their members of Parliament, specifically responding to a motion about imports from Ireland, said that they wanted to end the imports of young calves. Now, that, that wasn't a binding vote, but it's not hard to see the way things are moving on the continent.
4: Yeah, that's right, Philip. There was a vote in the in the Dutch Parliament. Uh, I suppose the, the Dutch elections are coming up later this month, and I think it will be significant to see what happens in those elections in the context of where that goes. But obviously, animal welfare is a very significant issue at EU level. It's a significant issue at Irish level. And to be, to be fair to Irish farmers, they compare very, very favourably uh, across the globe in terms of their... in in terms of their practices on farm. So um, there is challenges there, but I think raise point is important. You know, the average age that cows are shipped out of this country is quite high. And I think, to be fair to our live shippers, they would be very, very mm. clear that they want an, an older calf. And they, they they, certainly, that's the type of calf they buy when they when they are shipping Re- calves.
0: Regardless of that, though, does that vote in the Netherlands, does the way the German government is viewing this now, not mean that you in the ICMSA, Ray and ICOS, need to be planning for a day when live exports might just not be possible?
4: Yeah, and I think to to be fair to the sector, the, the sector has has been planning for a number of years for, for the changes with the with the growth in the dairy herd. You're seeing a huge amount of activity there in terms of we had we now have a dairy beef index where farmers can produce a better quality calf. We have a CBV value coming in where the national herd is being genotyped. A significant proportion of the national herd was genotyped this year, so that if I'm buying a calf in the market uh, next year, I'll have a CBV value for that calf. Sex semen has been has been introduced in the country where where we'll we'll obviously have less Friesian bull calves. So there's a huge amount of activity going on already. Philip, to be fair. Absolutely, all of which is
0: leading to incremental and small changes, all of which add up, and th- and that's acknowledged. But the rock and the hard place here, Ray, is that you have potentially 300,000 animals that might not in the future be able to leave the country. What do we do? Do we create a market for that young veal meat in this country, or do we just say, um, God, we're going to have to take the hit on the emissions of allowing these animals to
3: get to three years of age before they're slaughtered? It could well be a combination of both, but there there are uh, just had to join John's point. There are lots of small incre- incremental pieces actually occurring as we speak. The adoption of sex semen in particular, John referred to there, almost one hundred and fifty thousand. A.I. straws of sex was used last year. Still only about seven or eight percent of the total number. It is. That's correct. However, that it, was, which goes to show yeah.
0: you the changes that could be made and yeah. the improvements that could be made there. But but my my big picture point here, when you step back from this is you could be looking at a huge leap in emissions from agriculture if we don't solve this problem.
3: Yes, and if that if that uh, Armageddon day was to happen, we would have to look at solutions fairly quickly. And it's a very, some would uh, contend it's an impossible task, but the famous quote, once upon a time, difficult things take time, impossible is just a little bit longer. And that's, <laughs> and that's what's going to happen here. But f- your question on the veal industry may be being developed in Ireland. Developing a white veal industry in Ireland would simply not work. We, we are, just don't have a taste we, for it. We don't have a taste for it. We don't have the infrastructure for it. And, you know, those animals are, are, are on a very uh, expensive, restrictive diet. However, there is even developments within this. Uh, Kevin Purcell from Cursor, Pur- Purcell Brothers in particular has, has in collaboration with a, 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 his, some of his European partners, developed a, we we'll call it halfway house between veal and young beef. Uh, slaughtered under 12 months of age that is grass-fed because our major advantage in Ireland is our ability to grow grass. That gives us our uh, economic advantage and our marketing advantage. So therefore, there may well be a possibility there. There is a possibility
0: there, but the whole point at the same time of the export industry for the beef sector has been that there is an alternative outlet to the near monopoly situation of selling to a very small number of processors in this country. If we were to lose that, if the beef industry was to lose that, it would put farmers in an awful bind,
3: wouldn't it? Yes, it is a, is an extremely valuable uh, extra, I suppose, check and balance to keep the market correct. However, we do have significant uh, levels of live export of weaned animals, of larger animals, of store animals, etc. Even, even this year, there's uh, several thousand animals going to uh, various third countries uh, and export within that. And as we progress towards producing better beef-bred animals, those markets may well develop even more for us because we they, that's the type of market they want. Caroline they want Rowdy,
0: beefing. last word to you briefly on this. Do you see a, a ban or an ending of the export industry for calves in your lifetime?
2: Um, can I just quickly say on the, the, the Dutch... Um, Talking about banning the, the import costs. they have an I. Um, they're bringing in a ban on importing any livestock from countries that don't have an IBR eradication program in place. And Ireland doesn't have an IBR eradication program in place, don't ask me what IBR means. But, um, so that's that's going to be an issue as well as as well as um, stopping it for animal welfare reasons. But, um, we have to. Bear in mind that the the actual percentage of animals being exported is very very small compared to the uh, number of animals that are slaughtered here every year. So, like exports to third countries, on a busy year it's been around twenty seven thousand, which is less than the weekly slaughter rate. So that is not a direction that we want to go in. Okay, that's 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 a whole another area of cruelty, um, and we don't want to go down there. And it's not necessary. What I would really love to see is calf at foot dairies, dual purpose breeds. I know it's you know it's it's a you know, it's probably very difficult to do. But that's the kind of direction I'd like to see. Much higher welfare, better quality Indeed. produce as with we've a reported, smaller amount of animals. As we've yeah.
0: reported in this programme in the past, it is being done quite successfully in a number of dairies in the UK. Perhaps yeah. it's time to go back and pay them another visit. Caroline Rowley, thank you very much. Ray Doyle and John Enright too.